0: Log Talk Radio. and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Well, here we go.
1: Must be Friday. Yes, we
2: are. It is a Friday. It is a happy Friday, and we are in Christmas season. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. I know. So weird. This I'm is very, the weirdest week. Like, I, I, I can't believe it's Friday. I was talking to Gwion earlier today and I was like, oh, I did this thing on, uh, I, I can't remember, what day did I do that thing on? And then I was sitting there trying to remember, it was just Monday. It was just on Monday that I... Went on this errand, but it feels like it was a million years ago. I can, and I can't believe it's already Friday. It's just the time is so weird right now.
2: I can I can really relate to that. Trust me. <laughs> just it it it's almost like we we have stepped into uh, um, I don't want to say a time warp, but a skew on time, where yeah. you know the linear yeah. time construct is is like fluctuating, like you know. I think of those um when you used to do ropes, and you could you know you don't jump rope, but you would just you know kind of play with them and let them kind mm-hmm. of stake themselves out. I feel that's the way we've got time. It's like they're not it's not slow, it's just kind of this weird little up and down and and all over the place, but
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I agree totally yeah it's totally, so,
2: no, but I mean, uh and you know, we're still you and I are still getting used to the schedule that we have chosen to work with our uh radio show. So for me it used to be a grounding element in a in a form that I had <laughs> you know, these things. This is what I was experiencing and now it's kinda like, Oh, let's just throw that one up in the air yeah. But um and you know, all of us are, are being are being uh, bombarded and experiencing the dare I say, fluctuations of the various how do I want to say, health, mindset and, and energy out there that are yeah. going on. So yeah. um, very strange time and, you know I don't know, it's and even my clients, they're they're kinda like you know, I get the feeling they're just you know, they call me to try to get grounded. <laughs> And I'm sitting here going, okay, we can deal with this. And then I get off the phone and I kind of go, okay, now I need to go get granted. So I hang out with my dog. So yeah. you know, it goes down the road. But, um, and so how, I mean, I can't say how is your week because we don't do that anymore. So from the last time <laughs> that we had a live show, how has, you know, the the time been treating you?
1: Yeah, it's been pretty good. We, um we hosted Thanksgiving this year, so we – and, you know, the fact that we actually had people in our house is a huge difference from last year uh, because of where we were with, with uh, vaccinations not existing yet and COVID numbers being what they were. We didn't feel safe having people over last year, so it was just me and Gwion and my daughter – when this year we had all of the kids and my parents and one, one, one of my parents' parents, uh, it was a much larger gathering. We actually had to bring in a second table, right? So, um, oh, wow. It was a lot of fun and wonderful. And, you know, I'm already an introvert and being isolated with, with the stuff around COVID has made me even more so. So I was wiped out the next day. I was like, A little bit cranky and a little bit tired, and I just felt like I was I was overly peopled, Um, and you know that's that's not an unusual feeling for me, but it is. It was surprising that it was just my family (laughs) that that left me feeling over there wasn't even any fighting or anything it was just a very sweet and lovely gathering and we played some board games and things so you know it was nice but we got our tree our our yule tree Christmas tree winter tree whatever the heck you want to call it that (laughs) weekend and we decorated and I put a ton of freaking lights out in the front yard I just love all of that so that's been fun but I'm working Mm -hmm. on the next book so that honestly like my whole life is consumed by writing right now and you know, my deadline is the end of the year and I've known that is my deadline since March when I signed the contract, (laughs) maybe even January when I signed the contract, but I haven't really started working on it until like October. So, you know, I've been, I've been a torture chamber of my own creating because I procrastinated a bit on it, but uh, I'm very close. So it's like, I want to hurry up and get it finished because I'm at a point where I can, I can taste the ending of it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, but this is the, the hustle and bustle time of the year. I know that most people experience that with the holiday season and the winter season and all of that, you know, the end of the year and all that comes with all of that from a personal and a business perspective. Like there's always something about the end of the year for folks, but um, it's, Exceptionally, that for me, having a retail business, is, it, this is the hectic time of the year. So we're just right. preparing and battening down the hatches and doing our best to be as fully prepared as we can. So it's it's fun, and I Yeah, okay. that's pretty much it. Just writing, writing, writing. How about oh. you? What have you been up to? More exciting things, oh. I hope. <laughs>
2: well, yes. I mean, you close on a house.
1: Yay. And,
2: yay, I closed on my house. It was exciting. I went to the title company and sat there and and signed page after page after page. And even as she was saying, you may have e-signed these, you still have, we want you to have your signature on every page, initial on every page. So it was, you know, my real estate agent and my mortgage broker were there to give me um, support, which I thought was really nice because I was like going, this is probably the most Stressful experience I have had to date. I mean, even when I went and bought my mobile home, it was stressful because I was having to deal with having lost my husband and mourning my husband and mourning the fact that Mm. you know I have to move. And but this one was just like, oh my God, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So yeah, it was really nice. And they were both all of us were women, so we were talking about women power and all of that. So it was really kind of nice. And um, after that, then, you know, certain things about, well, when are you moving in? And I looked at this, and because it was November 8th, or actually 9th, I'm sorry, that we signed it, I was looking at Thanksgiving coming up and then my birthday and Christmas and New Year's, and I'm like going, it's going to be a couple of months because there is no way I can literally take – and do what I need to do to clean it and prep it and do whatever it is and then move three containers, you know, three storage units into the house and put everything away and then have a Christmas and, you know, that. I was yeah,
1: like, yeah.
2: And it was, it was a, a major decision because every time I've moved except once has been at this time of the year. And even when I was moving into the mobile home, and I still did it. You know, I was, you know, Wonder Woman and all those things. And, yeah, and I probably could still be Wonder Woman, but I made a conscious choice to pause and, you know, take this slower. And it's good. It's also a little nerve-wracking because now I've decided I'm going to paint some of the walls, you know, and I got a thorough cleaning, and I changed the locks, and I put... Camera. I'm getting cameras put in, which I've never done in a house that I've ever lived in. But yeah. it was, it's a more advisable thing these days. Anyhow, we get to the back door, and I I mentioned this to Phoenix, and it would not, the lock wouldn't come out, so there was problems. So it was advised that I change the door, and so I have gone door hunting. A friend of mine here. And basically found that it's going to be a very expensive door that I have to put in. So I'm just sitting with that consciousness and going, breathe, just breathe, you know, this is (laughs) part of, you know, the whole process. And the rest of it is Christmas and Thanksgiving, my daughter. I haven't had a Thanksgiving with my daughter in seven years because when my granddaughter was born I decided that it would be more advantageous to come out at Christmas time and her birthday, which was in July and December. So it was really fun. It was the first time that my ex and his wife had come out to a family gathering in three years and it was well before COVID hit that they had stopped coming because of some of their own health issues. So it was really pleasant and really nice and, you know, family, and so that was a a real thing. My daughter got a little more stressed out because cleaning her house and, you know, doing all of that kind of wore on her. And, um, you know, but in the meantime, I have proceeded to literally, I've got all the gifts for um, the families here. I've got all all of the stuff, um, a bulk of it for back in California You know, so I feel like I have accomplished a lot when it comes to that. And then, you know, it's just kind of I do day-by-day things. Things have gone sideways in different issues. Like they decided at the signing I made a point of saying, I do not want any mail to go to my home address. I have a PO box. Please send it to the private mailbox. And I made a point of giving everybody everything well didn't know that they had sent, the title company had sent stuff, the home insurance company had sent something, the home warranty people, and it was all stacked up, and it just happened to be that the male lady that does there also does my daughter's house, and through a connection of communication, I get this stack. So at the beginning of the week, I had to sit down and call everybody again and go through the whole process, and this is not the first time. There are other things that I have gone through and changed addresses, and they messed it up and called back, and it's just it's I'm I kind of saw a pattern, and instead of I did take it personally, but then going backwards and like talking like you said, time felt weird. That feels like mm-hmm. communication, in essence of I don't necessarily just mean people. I think more in the professional business environment is gone sideways. And yeah. they're not listening. Or the computer gets at it and then they don't punch it in right or something. And um obviously my feelings about that were pretty high this since the beginning of the week. I've calmed down and actually <laughs> got really good news today after I talked to the social security office as to my impending retirement, um, which was really nice. So, yeah, it's you know you get a couple of wins, then you get a loss, and then you get a couple of wins. So, yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And as you say, today, this week has not felt like a week. It felt like something changed. You know, I, I've been, mm. I really had to keep a handle on the fact that we were doing a show. Right. Because, you know. I was like going, well, I need to go to the post office. I need to do this. And then I look at the time and go, I can't go anywhere because, you know, I have this big sign and these papers sitting in front of me of the subject we're going to go after. And I'm like, no, don't go out that door, you know, that kind of thing. So, nice. yeah, that was that was my my hoedown in the experience of the last month or so of experiences. And just find out how intense... My world of surround, uh, revolves around the Internet when being out here, they had the Internet go out for anywhere from four to eight hours a day. Oh, yikes. Hours. And I don't know if it was because we had solar flares that had happened, big ones, and this was it was hitting, you know, the Earth or whatever or what it was. But um, obviously... Um, I was like, oh, my God, I don't have Internet, you know, and that was freaking me out because of things that are part of it. But we made it through that and, and, you know, all the rest of it. So I guess I'm I'm doing okay. And, you know, my dogs have acclimated to the kind of life we've got here. They're going to love it when we go there because I have this big porch that goes all the way, literally three-quarters of the way around, the length and the widths and, the, you know, the back section of the mobile. And so I've got dog pens that I'm going to set up and tie up and so they can run around this area. And, of course, my next-door neighbor has two big dogs and a little dog. The people directly behind me have two helm um, dogs and a little dog. So by the time everybody gets out and is running around, they're going to have a marvelous time barking at everybody. <laughs> So we'll see how well, and at least one thing is that at the mobile home park, we had responsibilities to be where we were, you know, our animals were, but also the noise level. And I'm sitting here thinking, this is country. It's completely different. And, you know, the idea of dogs barking and carrying on isn't going to be something I'm just going to let consistently happen, but it's not something I have to freak out, run out, and get the dogs and bring them in and, you know. Right. Quiet. But anyway, there we are. That's that's it. So maybe we should get into our subject matter for the day.
1: Sure. So today
2: so, okay.
1: we're gonna talk go for- all about the myth of the Oak King and the Holly King, which is very much a Wiccan story. Uh, and Elvira and I have done separate research on this topic, so we may even have different slash conflicting information, because that's how shit like this goes, and just a warning, we might also have a shorter show today than normal, because there's only so much we can say about this topic.
2: (laughs) That's true, that's true, because obviously we can babble a lot, you know, and and make, you know, interesting conversation, but the idea of our show is, is one of information informative, um, you know, has humor and stuff in it. So maybe we'll, you know, have a little bit of a skit here or there about it, but we can only do so much. And yeah. even if we tried to do reenact the Battle of the Holly King and the Oak King, it would be kind of pointless because you can't see it. We're on the radio.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so any theatrics would kind of be lost.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Definitely. So I'm with that. I'm going to let you kind of jump off that way. I can see where my conflicting things can come in, and I can kind of add a little of the, you know, stir the pot stuff or whatever. Sure.
1: So this story, and I think we'll just say what the story is first, and then we can talk about origins and potential origins, and we'll go into specifics of all of the symbology here. But ultimately. The story is that there, in some versions, there is brothers. One is the Oak King and one is the Holly King. In other versions of the story, one is the old god and one is the the young god, and that rotates as the cycle goes. Um, But these two entities hold the balance of light and dark. And the oak king is born on the winter solstice in some versions or wins the battle on winter solstice and then reigns over the world from winter solstice to summer solstice. And then at summer solstice, the holly king is born or wins the battle between the brothers. And then the holly king rules from the summer solstice to the winter solstice. So those of you paying attention will see... Obviously, from the summer solstice on, we're losing daylight. Like that's a thing our planet does. It's not necessarily a spiritual thing; it's a planetary thing. Every day, we lose more and more light from the summer solstice into the dark half of the year. By the time we reach, reach the winter solstice, it is the darkest day that we have of it the entire year. So the concept is the Holly King rules that time. He is the, the king of the darkness. He is the king of the cold season, even though for many of us, summer solstices, there's much more summer to go. <laughs> the, many believe that this story goes back to ancient England, maybe ancient Scotland or Ireland, whatever. But there, this idea that Holly King rules the darkening half, and then the other half, from the winter solstice, we start to gain daylight every year or every day. It becomes lighter and lighter and lighter all the way into the summer solstice. And so this concept is the opposite side of the coin. The oak king ruled from that moment where the light begins to grow. He is the, the ruler of the light half, quote unquote, of the year. He is the ruler of the growing time. And so these two are locked in a perpetual annual battle of uh, taking leadership from the other one, or abdicating leadership to the other one, or sharing leadership with the other one, depending on how you view this story. Uh, And that is how many Wiccans and modern witches look at the the turning of the tide, the wheel of the year, and the balance of the summer solstice and the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. my, my five-cent version of the story. <laughs>
2: there you go. Well, and obviously you take this a step back, you know, and you go, okay, with the concept of the seasonal change and the personification in the aspect of Oak Ho- Ho- King, Holly King, you also have, you know, the, the idea that it's all over the world there are there are pairs of energy that represent that and um with that concept you you kinda have it's the you know the dying, rising deity, uh whether or not we call it a deity, we personify it as a king. And I I kinda looked at it and it was like, you know, you start looking at the the energies of, you know, the ones that are they're talking about and Um, how they take the story and and they tweak it. It's not that maybe in the more ancient times it was their culture, their their aestheticity, their, their version. But then when you start to get into more modern times and you utilize the concept of what you want, how you want to revision it to make it your whatever religion your your belief your group your you know whatever and it kind of comes down to you know you have one part of the the year as you say where it's it's sun and it's 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 open and it's this and then you have the dark side and one of the things that I actually thought fascinating about what I was reading is you do have it set up as solar and Mm -hmm. which understandably is for the reasons that in agrarian vegetation point of reference, you know, you have a certain amount of time you can either go gather your food or you go, you know, grow your food or whatever. But it also you look at it and then it becomes the masculine and the feminine. The solar being the masculine and the and the dark time being the feminine. So then it was revisioned and I don't know we as the more modern version of, of society Um, took into account the feminine energy and the goddess and then, of course, the god. And then you have, you know, the dynamics of one energy ruling and then the other. And I found it interesting when someone said just recently, and this is why I kind of bring it up about astrology, is that right now we're moving into the dark time, but we're moving into the dark feminine time. And they said mm-hmm. that, and I was like going, yes. And even when you consider that the Holly King rules, it's really yeah. the feminine energy rules, and he is the guardian of it, not necessarily mm-hmm. the ruler. And I think that sometimes we need to look at that in that manner rather than get all bent out of shape and go, I'm a feminist, how could we do that? How could we have a man rule over You know, I mean, it's... it's mm-hmm. The word guardian is just that, you guard it, it's sacred, you take care of it, and we've forgotten that even as being, you know, guardians of the earth and guardians of, you know, different things. It's it's a time to shift that energy, and I like the idea that we chose this topic with the concept that we had two kings, and then I started reading, and I'm going, you know, there are versions, and We'll probably get into a little later of you know triplicities and and things mm-hmm. instead of the duality, but mm-hmm. this kind of presents it as a different way of of seeing the energies in terms of solar, lunar, and not just yeah. one one personification of a male energy taking care of everything. So yeah,
1: well, it's interesting in most Wiccan. Circles like traditional Wiccan Like Gardnerian and Alexandrian And those formats There is a goddess and a god And they work through this Wheel of the Year cycle So the Oak King and the Holly King Is actually one entity And the goddess gives birth to that entity And then uh, Copulates with that entity And then the son Takes the reign From the father And so it is sort of this weird Incestuous relationship between goddess and god that in a cycle that continues every year to explain the cycle of time basically right mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. so so there you know in some circles there is that balance of how the goddess is, is involved but also uh, you know one of my traditions is the reclaiming tradition of witchcraft and it's a very feminist focused tradition and one year at a winter solstice ritual we invoke the goddess, the winter goddess, and then we did a battle, a reenactment of the Oak King and the Holly King. Uh and people were not happy. <laughs> oh. We got a lot of feedback because uh, you know, in the reclaiming tradition it's very feminist focused but it's also nonviolent focused. And to have like these two male entities battle because we literally had them with swords like battling in the middle of the ritual space as as you know to show a nod to our wiccan heritage because all modern witchcraft is, is has influence from modern wicca people did not like a battle being played out in the ritual and so that's a part of this too like in some versions they fight and one kills the other And in other versions, one abdicates his power to the other, and they are, you know, they're brothers. And they, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether that's brothers of blood or brothers of relation or brothers of choice, whatever. But there's lots of ways to spin this story. Um, And ultimately, it is just a story. There's actually not a lot of evidence uh, that this is some ancient tale. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Robert Graves, who wrote The White Goddess, is really who made a lot of these concepts about the, the the goddess king at the winter solstice and the oak king and the holly king battle and this maiden mother clone concept. Robert Graves really made all of that very popular in his book. Unfortunately, he made a lot of it up, and it's beautiful and it's poetic and it speaks to us um, on a you know a deep level. And obviously, it's, it spoke to a lot of people when the book was published to the point where they took it and ran, and people still honor these stories as though Robert Graves was some great anthropologist and uncovered these ancestral tales. He just didn't. It doesn't mean the stories aren't any less beautiful, fascinating, or powerful, but they're not ancient tales. They don't come from pre-Christian times. Uh, And so they're really not that old,
0: which is Mm -hmm. fascinating.
1: I love how people... um, think older equals better and then get really offended when you show them that what they believe isn't that old. <laughs> and that works for people of all faiths. I've definitely pissed yeah. off a lot of people.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting, the concept of, you know, the ritual oak and, and holly. Of course, you've got oak and mistletoe. And the yes. ritual that pliphany of the elder in the first century A.D. Uh, wrote was about this Celtic <laughs> religious ceremony of you know, white-clad druids who were considered the magicians climbing the oak tree and, you know, cutting with yeah. a golden sickle the, the mistletoe. It, it, again, it takes some particular thing and then you, you expand on it. You, you, yeah. mythi- you mythologically put things together with it. Oak, mistletoe, holly, and da-da-da-da-da. And yeah. it doesn't make it any less valid. It makes no, and it... those
1: two plants—the oak and the—or the trees, the oak and the holly—are sacred plants. Well, I mean, all plants are yes. sacred. I don't mean to, you know, whatever. But there is lots of written evidence and um, and history, especially in the British Isles, about the oak tree and the holly plant being used for magic and medicine and being part of druidic practice. So there is, you know, there's a kernel of truth to all of this, or. or Truth probably isn't the right word. There's a a kernel of ancestral history, right, that Mm -hmm. can be proven. But, again, like, how much has been lost because it wasn't written down? How much has been lost because of colonization or um, war or whatever? Mm -hmm. Libraries being burned, you know? So we can only take it all with a grain of salt and know that we're never going to know the full truth. That's part of living life is to discover Truth, you know, so so yes, these plants have important spiritual significance. Right, uh, right. That, you know, that's that's something to remember. Exactly, and and I think that goes to
2: my religion is better than your religion. My beliefs are better than your your beliefs. My I'm better than you because of and and right. I think that, and I'm taking this to a bigger perspective because I found some notes that I had kind of starred as the point of reference of what we have here is, you know, they started with a creation myth of basically what they saw was life and death coming through seasons in front of us where things Mm -hmm. would, you know, die and then they grow again and then they die and they grow again. So, you know, and whether we wanted to make it into a personification or it was just, it was a cycle, and we, we wanted to um, enjoy the good things and watch out for the bad things, which is when it gets dark and cold and there's no food and there's everything is down, you know, mm-hmm. underground. And that kind of, it's, it's, okay, then you take religions that choose to put a concept of immortality on it instead and personify immortality and you forget that the cycle of life, i.e. what we're seeing as seasons, is immortal.
1: So yeah. whether
2: we choose to make it a god, a goddess, whatever, it becomes a reality of that. And I think the one thing that I noticed, and I was trying to find the one note that really is the, um, is the climate change they brought it up in one of their, their aspects as the climate change is, again, the battle taking place, not necessarily with humans being disrespectful of, you know, earth and all, but, which is true, you know, part of that is true, but is the, the concept that climate change is, is another mythological point of reference that you can look at as the battle between the light and the dark, the holly king, the oak king, the time when it's going to be less um, what's the word? less able to be, re- you know, regulated. Like I know that in, you know, summer we're going to have heat and we're, then we're going to, and instead we have, you know, lots of rain. Like, you know, one of the things out here in Arkansas is that everybody's going, we have a real autumn you know, and then suddenly it turned mm-hmm. to seventy degree weather, and it's like that's not autumn. You know, it, it, it's because there are shifts, but that is also another cycle playing out in a much bigger picture of this right. aspect. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of brought me to you know realize this is something a much bigger point of reference, something that. Yes, we want to have something as a story. I mean, we all Mm -hmm. love, I love Santa stories. I'm sorry. This is, you know, my time of the year. I was born at this time of the year. And, you know, so it's like, oh, God. And what you get is, you know, Santa Claus giving good things. And then they give him the decision as to what he gives naughty and nice, of course, the Scandinavians. And and those did uh, Krampus. um, And he became the, the, the one that would be the dispenser of, the, the, the punishment side and, and Santa Claus or St. Nicholas was the one that was the good guy. And, right. um, you know, they still have that dynamic of, yeah. you know, creating that. So to me, I, I'm, I'm like going, yeah, I can understand, you know, the yeah. the need for that, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, I think, that, you know, at one point in time, for witches and pagans, there was this desire to legitimize our faith and the things that we believed. And for many people in the world and in Western culture specifically, there is something about older being better. Uh, And so there, you know, there were folks who worked really hard to try and give legitimacy to some of these stories and tales by directing them to older versions and saying, oh, we'll see like this. This thing here is the same as this thing here. Therefore, it's the same thing. And a lot of the times that ended up being, you know, one plus two equals five. It wasn't exactly Mm -hmm. the, the right kind of correlation from a historical perspective. But, you know, humans also tend to repeat things, and we repeat patterns, and there's these moments where you can see, for example, this is totally not related to our topic, but there are pyramids in Egypt, and there are pyramids in South America, Mm -hmm. These are cultures that it's very unlikely they were communicating with each other, and yet they built these very similar uh, uh, structures with Mm -hmm. what we would consider rudimentary tools, right? Like, there were no cranes. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. Right. And so there is this idea and there's an actual word for it, but I can't remember what it is. And it's this idea where multiple people across multiple parts of the planet are struck by the same inspiration and start producing things at the same time. It's like one, there's this weird thing I've noticed with publishing. Uh, There was a book that came out recently about horse magic and specifically doing magic with and around horses. And then like six months later, a different publishing house published a book about horse magic. There's no way those publishing agencies would have published the same type of book. It just happened to Mm -hmm. work out that way. And so two different Mm -hmm. people, two different writers were struck by inspiration at the same time about the same subject. We can see this repeated all over the place. And so this is another point to to a story like this, where you can be inspired by an ancient story like, Gawain and the Green Knight, which some people compare to the Oak and Holly King, or uh, Lou and Balor, which some people compare to the Oak and Holly King, and and draw a modern extrapolation of something more ancient.
2: Yeah, and just for your... your, And this one I found interesting because, again, I am not as knowledgeable about the Christian tradition, but then you have Jesus and John the Baptist. Which right. presents you with another version of the same kind of, you know, person that comes in, does something, and there's the light, and then of course you have to, they die, and then of course the other person takes over where they come, right. and they present the, the next level. And, um, you know, it, it, the only thing that I guess in some ways is kind of like, I was looking at all of these, and of course you have even Ishtar or Inanna, and Arishkagel, which was a female version of the light and the dark concept right. um, back in the Sumerian times. And so you have different versions according to different cultures that have created the same thing, whether it's because of agrarian or because it has something to do with their own um Seasons or their own light, where they are on the planet, because obviously northern hemisphere is more of what we've talked about rather than the southern hemisphere right of, right the time, and yeah. so it it kind of we we see that, and then we grow accustomed to those things being it, and then of course, because we are accustomed to it, it becomes a truth, which it,
1: mm-hmm. it's a
2: viable point of reference, but not really a, a you know the oh undying truth. And I think we right. keep looking for something that is the ultimate truth right. no matter right. what. And we keep yeah. creating these things around it. And I know that, you know, with the Wiccans and the beliefs on that, and then you've mm-hmm. got the the feminists with the triple goddess and mm-hmm. how, you know, you can work with that. Well, you know, Ireland and Scotland and everything, they have only three seasons, the Mediterranean. It's not really like a four-season process. So, right, right. You know Persephone and all these, and you could create them, but they become they are they're the the, the uh, life preservers for people that want this belief and have some yeah. need to have it made as a story that they can relate to I mean, I love yeah. you know all the Christmas stories and the you know and the different stories that are done over you know the things that we we have seen as. Traditions and and you know like Hanukkah, I know that everyone gets you know there's this version that Hanukkah is a more new version mm-hmm. of a of a sacred time, and some people get very you know like it is not from the Old Testament or the old right. or, or any and right. um you know I don't know I mean <sighs> I guess I look at what. Is there, and I honor it as it is coming in, and I will relate to it in a way that I grew up or that I was around. But it doesn't mean that I say that's the only way and get
1: pissed mm-hmm. off at people who yeah.
2: don't say, you know, Merry Christmas, and I say Happy Holidays because I'm honoring like all of the holidays that are around this time frame that are from all cultures. You know, that kind of thing. right,
1: right. And I realized I I misspoke about the the timeline I want to correct that really quick the the oak king and the holly king fight on the equinoxes that's when their power mm-hmm. is balanced and yeah. then the the height of each one's power is at the solstices so it's that when they're in balanced power they fight but we know who's going to win each fight <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of yeah it's it's not a it, surprise
2: <laughs> no this is not a surprise it, it it well i mean it's like we watch okay you watch, you know, you watch Shakespeare. You know how many people, are, you know, is he he had a formula, and certain people died, and certain people lived. Or we have, love our favorite movies, and we know how they end, but we still right. love them, we still watch yeah. them, you know. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. It's it um. It's a miracle, and yet it is a miracle. We, I guess, trick ourselves into experiencing it as the one and only miracle that was mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I, I get passionate about this time. I also understand the diversity as I have grown up over the years, as I have taken on different um, structures of teachings and, and, you know, beliefs. And yet what I keep finding the, the ultimate is is how beautiful we all see the the changing of the seasons and what it means to us. It may not mean
0: that we went out and
2: harvested the food and said Thanksgiving, you know, and and the Thanksgiving that is created in the United States has its flaws too. Um, but it's about saying thank you for having our harvest and having food and our families and, you know, the community rather than getting all, been out of shape
1: that mine is better than yours. Yeah, exactly. So Well and um, notice the time we should probably take a quick break. Yes. But then yes, we, we get will. Back, I would love to talk about the symbology of Holly and Oak if you are into that idea. That sounds fine. I think it's great. All right. We'll be okay. back
2: in just a minute.
0: Yes. Is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6.00. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 7 to 8. All time specific, at 3 hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Hooray! We're
2: back! <laughs> That was short, sweet, and to the point. So yeah, enlighten me on holly and oak. Yeah, so I
1: thought I would read straight out of Scott Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. It is one of my favorite books. I highly recommend it. It's just a, an excellent reference and resource for all kinds of herbs and their use in magic. So I'm going to just share Scott Cunningham's writings about these two plants. So we'll start with holly. Some of the folk names for Holly are Aquifolius, Bat's Wings, Christ's Thorn, Holy Tree, Home Chase, Home, Hoverbush, and Tinny. That's an interesting one. The gender of this plant is considered to be masculine. Its planet is Mars. Its element is fire. Its powers are protection, anti-lightning, luck, and dream magic. And then Scott Cunningham writes, Magical Uses, a par excellence protective herb. Holly guards against lightning, poison, and evil spirits. Planting around the home, it protects it and its inhabitants from mischievous sorcerers. When thrown at wild animals, that's hilarious. I just need to pause. When thrown at wild animals, <laughs> Holly, Holly makes them lie down quietly and leave you alone, even if you don't hit them with the plant. Holly water, infused or distilled, is sprinkled on newborn babies to protect them. Holly is also carried to promote good luck, especially by men, since the holly is a male plant. Ivy is the corresponding plant for women. It is also hung around the house for good luck at Yule. After midnight on a Friday, without making a sound, gather nine holly leaves, preferably with the non, from a non-spiny plant that has smooth leaves. Wrap these up in a white cloth using nine knots to tie the ends together place this beneath your pillow and your dreams will come true that's what he said about holly then oak and this is generic oak right because there's dozens if not more different types of oak Um, oak folk names are deer jove's nuts (laughs) that makes me laugh because I'm I'm a 12 year old Uh, also the gender is masculine the planet is the sun and the element also is fire Deities associated with the oak are Dagda, Diana, Jupiter, Thor, Zeus, Hérn, Janus, Rhea, Kobeli, Hecate, Pan, and Orato. Its powers are of protection, health, money, healing, potency, fertility, and luck. And then uh, Scott Cunningham with both ritual uses and magical uses. The ritual uses, he says, since the oak was a source of food for early settlers in Britain as well as Europe, it came to be revered and worshipped far back into prehistory. The Druids traditionally would not meet for rituals unless an oak was present, and the very word oak and druid, some say, are related. Religious idols were fashioned from oak wood, and witches often danced beneath the tree. The magical uses, he says... A tree as long-lived and strong as the oak naturally offers magical protection. Two twigs of oak bound with red thread, so they form an equal-armed cross, makes a potent safeguard against evil, and it should be hung in the house. Acorns placed in windows guards against the entrance of lightning. Both, Both of these plants guard against lightning. That's interesting. And a piece of oak wood carries and protects its bearer from all harm. If you catch a falling oak leaf, you shall have no cold all winter long. When a sick person is in the house, make a fire of oak wood and warm the house with it to draw off the illness. And then he writes, do this only if you have a fireplace, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Carry carry an acorn against illness and pains for immortality or longevity and to preserve youthfulness. Planting an acorn in the dark of the moon ensures that you will receive money in your near future. Carry an acorn increases your fertility and strengthens sexual potency. Any piece of the oak draws good luck. So there's what old Scott Cunningham has to say about it.
2: Wow. Hey, you know, um, it was funny because now I, I, I was taking notes. I'm like going, why did, I, why did I do this? And I don't remember. But it's interesting. Those are, those are very interesting things. And no matter how many... Sometimes somebody reads those things or I look at them, when I hear somebody else read them, I'm like, Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, me oh, too. Yeah.
1: Me too. Isn't that funny?
2: It's because I'm I whatever it is that I'm doing at the time that I'm trying to get information, it it's like I've I'm, I'm focused. But yeah. when it comes to somebody else saying something or reading it, it's it's Amazing! It, it, it's like something lights up, and you go, "Oh yes!" And um, but that that was, and that's why. wherever that little note is; it'll be probably it was for me, and not to be shared, I guess. But
1: um, mm-hmm. oh, it
2: was that it was sudden oak disease. It oh, seems yeah. that California has now had a seasonal issue with the fact that, of course, sudden oak disease was was taking it out. Well, with the drought
0: and the mm-hmm. cold
2: weather. And the fact that, oh, by the way, knock on a lot of wood, you guys have not had fires uh, when the fire season, quote, unquote, has been around, um, that the sudden oak disease is dying out.
1: Right. I saw that, too. Fascinating, right?
2: And I thought that was really interesting because, again, you know, you're looking at a situation that we as humans freak out about. And again, we were talking about, you know, I mentioned the climate change situation. And yet, in light of, no pun intended, uh, the concept of that happening, this major disease that has been taking out a lot of the oaks in the area,
1: none mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: of them, um, has been, I don't want to say eradicated, but brought to a point where it is no longer a, um, a big issue. It was right. fascinating. so yeah. I went, Whoa. Yeah. You know, because even though I don't live in California right now, I, you know, I do have a lot of pathos and a lot of, you know, connection with California. And mm-hmm. if you look at the way things are running, it may mean that we're going to get very esoteric, I guess. <laughs>
1: that
2: the that has been corrupting the California. Energy of the Earth and the spirit of California Mm -hmm. is being eradicated,
0: and we'll Well, leave it at
2: that. Maybe somebody will come up with a theory and expound on it. But um, I thought that was really just—I felt really good when I heard that because I thought, "Oh, that is so good." Because I was so devastated with Mm -hmm. all of the oak trees that were dying, and you know, because of this, but. Um, yeah, and, and it's funny because there was a huge holly bush that was in front of my mobile home, and I would never, you know. People want to know why don't you cut it down? And, he, and I'm like, no, no.
1: <laughs> and
2: the last year I was there, it had holly berries on it. It had never in oh.
1: 15 years
2: had holly berries on it, but it was having. It started to have holly berries, you know, before I left. Well, actually, yeah, nice. that. More into the the winter time, but yeah, I was really excited about that. So
1: That's cool. and I thought,
2: well, that was nice. I just hope the new owners mm-hmm. appreciate it and destroy it. But they had pyracanthus, yeah. and I'm sure they. I loved pyracanthus. I thought that was you <laughs> know. And again, this is another one of those where the berries come out and they're red and they're yes. you know. And I had a I like I had like a sentinel, like four sentinels going down yeah. the back side of each fence. Um, and I kept them and I made sure that they right. stayed, you know, trimmed and everything because, you know, yeah, they're thorny, but they're also protection.
1: Yeah, they're and, good uh, guardians for sure. Mm-hmm. They're really
2: good guardians. So, but, um, and we're talking plants as opposed to Holly and Kings and, and energy, but yeah. it all kind of it's it all comes it's together. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. Like it, it all has a meaning, and it's all woven together. It's not You can't separate it, even though we, we as yeah. humans love to dissect and separate and put things in little containers and, and make yeah. sure we know rather than realize that it is a part of this whole process. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah.
1: But, well, uh, we should so, yeah. talk about that coming up. We will be having another Ask the Witch segment, so... Just a quick plug for that because we're getting close to the end of our time today.
2: Yes. Uh, please do
1: if you have if there's a topic you like to hear us banter about. If you have questions about your own practice, if you need a little advice, please do write to us. Um, also, if you'd like us to do a tarot card reading on a sort of simple uh, one card or three card reading on a situation that you are currently dealing with, please do write to us. And the way to do that is to go to our website, which is witchpriestesscauldron.com. And there is a little tab in there for submitting your questions. And all we need is a name and an email and then the question. So write as much detail as you can without writing multiple paragraphs. Brevity with impact. Let us know what's going on with as few words as possible and mostly, that's for if you want a tarot card reading, we do need a little bit more information. You know, if you if you uh, write, "Will he come home?" That is very vague. Is it your cat? Yeah. Is it a boyfriend? Like, we need a little bit more information than that. So, but please <laughs> do write to us. We will be doing an Ask a Witch segment coming up soon, and we would love to have your questions to help out your lives. So Definitely. do it.
2: So um, we obviously need to let people know how our schedule is because again, this is we've been working on a new schedule where it's you know every other week and mm-hmm. you know we become live and sometimes it hits where one of the um, sabbaths come close enough and we do a uh, rerun of our one of our sabbath uh, recordings that we have done. Right. So um, getting, I think as we kind of did uh, we will probably uh, the next one will be I believe the solstice and then we'll have one that we will rerun for the time that we normally have in December for um, intentions Mm -hmm.
1: and then
2: the first one we will do live which is why we're we're plugging Ask a Witch uh, would be in January so that one would be um, the, I think it's what,
1: January 14th will be our first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So keep that in one. mind. If you're sending a question, it's not going to be answered next Friday. It'll be our January 14th, 2022 episode. So it's not that far away, but it's not tomorrow. So plan right. in advance. <laughs> if you need emergency Ontario help, they, you got to wait. <laughs> And if you if
2: it's not, you can look at um, milk and honey. And Miss um, Phoenix, of course, is available for readings. Um, myself is I'm also available for readings. And uh, you know, you can always uh, catch us through that process. It's really important.
1: Yeah, absolutely,
2: so, absolutely. So on that, I think you know we've we've actually didn't think we were going to make it all the way through. To- our hour, but we did.
1: Um, we did. We could always talk. It's fine. <laughs> I know.
2: We, we're, we're really, well, because there's, you know, in essence of, you know, fair disclosure here, we do tend to present a subject and then give the information, but then we are also very strong-minded individuals, sometimes with like points of reference, sometimes divergent, and that's mm-hmm. the part where we get to really pull that out and let people hear um, what other witches do think, not all alike, and thus, you know, we can give more information by our own personal experiences and thoughts.
1: Right, absolutely.
2: Definitely, definitely. So it has been good to be on live with you, Miss Phoenix. I am kind of like going, wow,
1: this felt so good. (laughs) Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's a it's been a, a kind of a grounding element for me to get my feet more in conversational aspects with people that um, you know like yourself that I I can talk with or talk we can talk about things. So that being said, yeah. I want you to have a very happy um, and merry solstice, Christmas, yes. holidays, New Year. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, same Canada to about. you. Yeah.
2: Okay, and we Thanks will Thanks everyone for
1: listening.
2: Definitely, and we will definitely see. Uh, well, we will hear. You will hear us in the new year live, um, but yeah. you will get multiple times to hear again different things. And please listen, because again, like yeah. we said, you can hear new things. Absolutely. So, have a wonderful holiday and a blessing to all.
1: Thank you so much. See you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: 18 plus.